This is Hey Beautiful, the podcast where we binge and recap every episode of How I Met Your Mother. No spoilers. So suit up, grab a sandwich, and settle in. was like paddle ball the beach <laughs> guys i'm at caitlin's house oh, and man. i just <laughs> she saved my life i just killed a fly with a fly swatter and somehow <laughs> propelled it backwards into her forehead and also i found stop my tooth <laughs> Before hitting the ground, because uh, I felt like ping. That's so fucking gross. My front teeth are pretty wide. Yeah, too, we so. have, we both have chiclet teeth. Yeah. It's, it's, so anyway, there's that. Uh, we're together again. Hi. What? And I like I said to you the other day, what a season to be together. I know. You know. Shout out to my sister for having a baby. Yeah, thank you so. That was so kind of you. So kind and generous of her. Um, how are you doing? How's how's your last couple weeks been? Oh, work is just, it's bad. End of the school year. Yeah. End of the school year plus pandemic plus just a lot of, a lot of pluses. Stuff here is starting to open back up though. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Um, I do that dance of mask, no mask. I know. I don't want people to think I'm anti-vax. I know. But I know if you are anti-vax, you're also not wearing a mask. Yeah. I guess like either way I'm covered. I'm thinking like a mask wristlet situation Mm. to show like I'm ready for it. Yeah. And I'm not a dick. I like that. That's going to be my summer accessory. I, I also I also do have a enamel pin that says I'm vaccinated. Oh, nice. Uh, I have a necklace. Oh, that's right. I want the vaxxed and waxed one. That's cute. Yeah, you that's should really get that. really cute. So uh, everyone knows you have the shots and you're bald. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I showed Chris one of my coworkers um, got one that says, I got the Fauci ouchie. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. That's and it has cute. a little, like, a little... Like caricature of him. Yeah. It's real cute. Um, have you seen any of the tattoos that people are getting? No. Some of them are so bad. Like rotten, gross tattoos. Okay. Of like the vaccine. There, the only one that I think is kind of cute is like a little band aid. Yeah. Because it's like it, it commemorates this crazy once in a lifetime emergency thing. authorization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a wild, a wild ride that's happening in our lifetime. But some of them are like they look like the actual germ. Ew. They're mm. really, really gross. Ew. Ew. Yeah, they're real bad. Ew. Wow. Ew. What is that? Are those pieces of poop? Yep, as a tribute to his children. Oh my fucking god! Ew! Like, it was that on his fucking arm? Yeah. This guy got a piece of poop for each of his children, with their name under the no, piece of poop. His little turds. That's what he called them. His little turds. I feel sick. I feel real sad. I would say he shouldn't be allowed to oh, vote. Oh, no, it's the back, oh, of, the his back tr- of his leg and d- going down his calf. Ew, like it's coming like it's out on his butt. I thought actually that they were like cocoons. Yeah. Like going to be butterflies. Ew. And then I said there was corn. Ew, there's corn. There's no stink lines, though. I feel like that's mm. an opportunity missed. I know. You can always add those later. Um. Wow, that's disgusting. That's really, that's... I would say I... Think his right to vote should be terminated, but I'm sure he doesn't vote. So look at him. Look at him. I mean, <laughs> fucking, he got turds tattooed down the back of his leg. I mean, uh, he could be a trouble. Six of them. Six. We didn't mention that. Six turds. And that's why people like us need to have children, sadly. Yeah. 
despite global overpopulation. We need to cancel out these fucking idiots. Ugh. Anyway. What a bright note to start yeah. the podcast on. Here we are back <clears throat> again. And I think the biggest thing that got me excited this week is the fact that Carter Bays, one of the writers of this episode, mm. is doing a rewatch. That's insane. A full rewatch. And I'm wondering if it's research slash memory refreshing that's for how i met your father that's a really good point i didn't think of that like brushing up maybe they're gonna throw in some winks you know yeah because he's in the they're in the writer's they're part room of it, yeah like craig posted about them being in the writer's room and i love that he's in season four right now we're in season five maybe he'll be uh, maybe he's listening along maybe that'd be great hi carter hi carter how are you i hope oh you gosh. are enjoying I love you this so much you. yeah so yeah he had love some love your work so much he had some great tweets um I, he's basically started a, a thread of yeah. like as he's watching, he's reacting. So go follow at Carter Bays and you'll see what he thinks now. My favorite tweet that he put out is one that I think is very validating of the way we watch and critique the show. <gasps> yes. He said, yes. I won't go into specifics, but I'll say I would love to go into an edit room and go George Lucas on this thing and remove certain stuff I really wish wasn't in there and I bet nobody would miss. And I think that's all the, the dumb, you know, the problematic jokes that haven't aged well. Yeah. Yeah, the jokes that haven't aged well and like in the grand scheme of the jokes of the show don't really add anything. Yeah. And and, you know, in the long run have sort of subtracted from the from the ageability of the show. Yeah. So I was like, shout out to you for that. Oh, and someone was like, how about recutting the finale while you're at it? No. And I just said, no. No, no bitch. No. So that was really cool. So uh, make sure you're following Carter so you can see what's going on with his yeah, and where he's rewatch at. and his feelings along the way. Maybe um, he'll submit a ledgemo. Um, someone said that. They're like, what if he sends in his own ledgemo? <laughs> well, if he's not a Patreon... Yeah, we're we'll not gonna cut, read it. We'll cut it short. You hear that, Carter? Some guy named Carter sent one in. Carter B. Some guy named Carter B sent sent uh, a ledgemo in. Let's just read the fucking bear man. You know what I mean? Um, blah, 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 blah. Let's see what else. Uh. Fuck, I'm like scattered today. Okay. Um, oh, speaking of how I met your father, we got an email from our friend Emma, mm. and it's a conspiracy theory, but it's one that I like. So oh. Emma says. Hi, Kate and Caitlin. I'm not making factual claims, but it sure is interesting how after nearly five years and 100 episodes into the pod, we have not been doing this for five years. No. Two and a half years, right? No, it'll be four. Fuck you. Oh, my God. (laughs) So no one was right. (laughs) But you know what? 2020 is just like, (coughs) it doesn't collapse. It's a collapse. It's collapsed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's like a cell on an Excel spreadsheet. Exactly. Um, Okay, so... Emma says, after nearly nearly four years and 100 episodes into the pod, where you guys have gotten many people to not only collectively watch the same episodes in order at the same time, but also binge to catch up, etc., for most of us on Hulu, Hulu announces How I Met Your Father. So because there's been a spike in the watching of the show, mm. I don't know if we've had that big of an impact, but that would be really fucking cool. Yeah, I love that. Not trying to speak for Hulu... Or any of the creators of both Himyam and How I Met Your Father, which I guess is Himyif. Hmm. Sounds work, like a him myth. <laughs> sounds like some him myths. But the work you have put in has definitely shown that the audience is there. So props to both of you, Emma. <gasps> Emma, that's that so nice. 
nice. I just screenshotted that to save. That is really very interesting. Um, I mean, I would think it's because the platform switch, right? Like they went from Netflix to Hulu, and so everyone's watching on Hulu. But I mean, we do have a lot of listeners now, yeah. So that would be really cool if we helped to get that off the ground. Now, I really hope it's good. But knowing that Carter and Craig are in the writing room makes me feel better. And Carter doing a rewatch because mm-hmm. they've been working on all these other huge, amazing projects. It's always good to to catch up, yeah. and that's why we love them so much. Agreed. Uh, so we owe our patrons a live stream. <gasps> we do a top secret private salute live stream where I will actually be on the right account. My legs are crossed, so I might not mean it. Instead of opening it to everybody, your Uncle David, but he's cute. I love him. He could have He was so upset. He thought, he was like, What did I do? Did I do something wrong? Such a sweetie. All right. So, uh, our next Patreon live stream is going to be on Monday, June 21st. We'll say 6 30 p.m. That way we're recording by 7. Caitlin's in bed by nine. Perfect. Although I'm summer hours, so nine thirty probably. Nice summer <laughs> hours. She gives herself an extra half. That's really nice. Yeah, thanks. It's generous. Um, so yeah, so if you are not a patron yet, you can go over to patreon.com slash hey beautiful pod, become a patron, and you will automatically get access to our secret Instagram account. It's not the public one. It's secret. It's a completely private one where we do our monthly live stream. So we can't yeah. wait to see you. We also have a fun video idea coming up where we're going to dye Caitlin's hair. So stay tuned for that. Uh, not sure when we'll do it, now but I it's going to fucking happen. I just got real nervous. I was like, no, I'm not doing it. Oh, it's it's canon now. I know. It's, <laughs> it's on the microphone. Speaking of canon, uh, Subarus are lesbian cars. Thank you. Thank you. Let's talk about that for a second. As as a Subaru owner as and non-lesbian, yeah. you know what you know what you're driving. Yes. TikTok is doing too much this Pride month. And this girl was happy she did Pride. like a happy pride, thanks. Um so this this girl who is bisexual did a video sort of making fun of herself for um she was like bisexual girls who who only date men, you know, June when it's June 1st and like suddenly she's like dressing like a lesbian basically um so it's like you just sort of identify for the month and then like go back whatever and then in the comments someone was like oh I totally get this I'm totally like this but I am driving a Subaru and the creator responded with oh that's like black belt bisexual shit and I was like time the fuck out okay that's not how it works actually that's not how it works Lesbians have owned Subarus since the beginning since of time. Since the beginning of the time. very first lesbian, Subaru was named Subaru. That's right. Her name was Sue Baru. That was her fucking <laughs> Susan Baru. <laughs> Susan Susan Baru, the famed lesbian car driver. Um. <laughs> Oh that was God. really fucking good, Caitlin. I can't I'm like mad that you came up with it. You can have it. We'll cut it. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's yours. No, bitch, it's yours. Um, but Susan, <laughs> but Susan, but Susan, Susan Baru is, is even better. Fucking so funny. That's way better. <laughs> this is why we're a team. Yeah, this is why we're a writing team. 
That could be like a drag name. Yeah, Susan Baru. Yeah. That's fucking funny as hell. <laughs> or Susie Baru. <gasps> That's fucking good. If I'm ever a drag queen, my name will be Susie Baru. You have to be Susie Baru. Oh my Baru. fucking god! Okay, new <gasps> personality shit. coming soon. Thank you for helping me bring oh bring her into God, life. I feel like honored to have been a part of this. This was incredible. I have goosebumps. This I feel like was it, incredible. it was like a labor. I feel like oof, exhausting. <laughs> I, gave I, gave I gave birth. I need a cigarette. Wait, Ooh. that's not that's the wrong thing. Um, okay, so <laughs> anyway, but it got me thinking. Like, if we have the if we have the lesbian car, which is a Subaru, what the fuck is a bisexual car? I feel like it would have to be... It's a, no, it's a Subaru Baja. Because <laughs> it's, it's two things. Because it's a truck. Yeah, you guys can I have say the, that as a bisexual. Yeah. <laughs> you guys can have the fucking... The Baja. <laughs> Only in bright yellow. And a PT Cruiser. <laughs> Something everyone's ashamed to have. Just all the... Just all like the... They're like the Jeep. Ugh. You guys can have the Jeep truck. Like... All uh, of the, <laughs> the fucking hybrid animals. Those gross of things. the car world. The PT, PT Cruiser. Cru- it's a hearse and the <laughs> and a what? Roller skate. Yeah, yeah. I don't even fucking know. Uh, oh my god. I was gonna say I was gonna be generous and say SUV because it's kind of like multiple things, yeah. very utilitarian. Sure. But Subaru Baja is fucking so funny. The fucking Baja. We don't claim. That is a fucking bisexual we car. Are... <sighs> <sighs> bisexual Baja. <laughs> Guys, we're on a fucking... <laughs> we're on a fucking roll tonight. And only one of us has had a sandwich. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> oh, selfish news. By the time you hear this... So, so excited for this. By the time you hear this post, I will have a real live YouTube channel. That's really exciting. I'm a little nervous, but it's going to be great. So Liz and I have been working on it really hard for the last couple weeks. Um, Basically because everyone on Instagram loves when she's in my videos. So like she's adorable. Why the fuck not? Um, And she and I are doing kind of a big thing where we're going to try to have a baby, which you already knew. I know. It's just exciting. Yeah. So, um. We just want to document. So the you process. have to have a baby now, and I have to dye my hair. That's right. Okay. It's it's canon. It's canon, it's canon unless I'm barren. But we'll we'll cross that bridge yeah. when we get to it. So yeah, so we want to document the whole thing. One because the internet loves her; she's so adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, and two because there's still in 2021 is like there's like no information. Nope. It's still all very heteronormative. Like we have one book, but it's like from. Tw- like 15 years ago nothing's the same nothing is the same it's very it's very lilith fair like it's it's not for us so yeah so that's going to be like one piece of it also going to be homesteading stuff so i know some of our listeners follow uh, my starry brook acres account on instagram so anyway i will post links to it on our socials because i don't know what the actual url is going to be at this point so just look for that everywhere. I'll be spamming the shit out of it. Can't wait to see it and hear it. Yeah. All of the things. Consume. Consume it. And then, oh, hang on. We got the playbook here. The playbook. Last but not least, before we get into the episode, I don't know what is going on with our friend Rick, the lawyer's emails, mm. but they keep getting like 
sent into space and I can never find them for the actual episode we're reading. So I have Rick's legendary moment from last week. Rick, I'm so sorry that we didn't catch it. But here is Rick's legendary moment for the rough patch. And it is very, uh, very well thought out as usual. Hi, ladies. This was a good episode. My legmo is pre-relationship Barney's secret message for Ted. (laughs) First, I love a Barney scheme. The fight between two personalities in one person feels like this is a comedic version of a Philip K. Dick story. Total recall, anyone? Those references are lost on me, but I'm sure others will appreciate. Is it, is it a was it a movie? Well, Total Recall go- was a movie, yeah. But Philip K. Yeah. Dick is a writer. Okay, but he must write it probably. Rick's like, wow, these girls are fucking dope. Um, and sorry, the, sorry to disappoint sorry. you. Sorry. And the camera to pan to reveal that Barney was recording this message in front of a random hookup got me laughing on this rewatch. Also, notice that the pizza guy at the stakeout was Matt Jones, who played Badger in Breaking Bad. Hmm. I don't think this is a spoiler, but he is the delivery guy again when the gang orders pizza on a later episode. All hail him in continuity. Huh. Which fucking episode is that? I knew he looked familiar, but I thought maybe it was from a different show. I didn't, I didn't watch Breaking Bad. So. I didn't watch Breaking Bad either. It made me feel really sad. <sighs> yeah. But that's, an, I mean, another crossover. We got him and we have fucking Crothers in there. Or Crothers. Him and Druthers. Uh, <laughs> um... I know. I thought I read something about the pizza guy too. Oh, yeah, it must be a later. Yeah. It must be a later episode. Um, one thing I wanted to check on before. Oh we... yeah. Oh oh. I'm such an idiot. Just kidding. Yeah, Philip K. Dick is the guy who's written all the things that movie's been turned into. Like, like the sci-fi-ish futurist. Oh, movies. I see. Minority Report. Oh, all like the Total fucking Recall. Tom Cruise shit. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Blade Runner. Blade Runner's real good. All right, so that's it. Stay tuned at the end of this episode for legendary moments from listeners like you. I think we have another smooth seven this week, which is nice. I love it. A summer seven. And now let's get into the playbook. This episode of Hey Beautiful is brought to you by our Patreon Almighty Five Level members, Arjun, Adam, Russell, Tish, Johnny, and Ben. Thanks to all of our patrons for their support of the show. Our Patreon works on a sliding scale. You give what you can each month, and you'll receive all the perks we offer. Join for as little as $2 a month at patreon.com slash heybeautifulpod. So, Caitlin, I got a message this week from one of our listeners mm-hmm. who is fixing to send their parents some key lime cookies from Rachel's Cookies and Treats for, I think it was a birthday or anniversary and so they wanted to check in and see like how shipping works and everything. And I was like, just drop a note in the in your order. They're so good at reading those special instructions because they're a small family-owned company. They will read what you send them. Detail-oriented because it's woman-owned. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Detail-oriented. I was like, just stick a note in there. <laughs> They'll definitely help you out. And ooh, those key lime cookies sound freaking good probably not what i would have chosen because uh, we know one. but you can't go wrong with rachel's cookies and treats yeah and actually friends of mine have sent them to um friends and family members that live you know other places in the yeah. country as, as like hello gifts yeah um, really simple easy to do super easy and also we're giving you 
25% off. 25% off. And I told I told this <clears throat> listener, I said, don't forget to use our code. And the code is HBFAM. That's all caps, H-B-F-A-M. When you go to rachelscookiesandtreats.com, use that code at checkout, and you will get 25% off any order. 25% off is super generous. That's and so much. The best excuse to order even more than maybe you would have. That's, that's right. That's what I do. You have room in your freezer for a dozen cookies. At I guarantee least. it. Okay. Shove them in. And if you don't, you could eat six yeah. and have room for half a dozen. Or eat 12 and never let them touch the freezer at all. I like that. You like that one. Yes. I like that one too. So go on over to rachelscookiesandtreats.com. Use our code HBFAM. You know what it is. They ship anywhere in the U.S. And send some love across the country. A fly hit my teeth. <laughs> Listen, I told you I'm confident, that was right? fucking so gross. All right. Tell me about it. And then I closed my mouth and I was like, oh, it's done. Oh, it's done. How do you feel about cicadas? I know you're really grossed out by... I don't like any insects. I know, but I know you're like extra grossed out by dragonflies. They were around. <laughs> Caitlin's afraid that dragonflies are going to sew her eyes shut. So how do you feel about these cicadas? I was going to send you this like cool stuffed animal. Have you seen the stuffed animals? Yes, where it's the out, yeah. outside and you unzip it and then they're fucking cool. I want one. You know, I feel like they gross me out, but I can get behind because I feel like they're kind of petty. Like they just hang around for 17 years till you fucking forget about them. And then them. they're like, guess what, bitch? I'm back. Chirp, chirp. <laughs> chirp, chirp, bitch. I'm eating your crops. Do they eat crops or is that locusts? <sighs> Are they different? We don't know. I don't. This think. isn't a science Are podcast. They okay. This isn't the Are they different? No, they're the same. I feel like they're, they're the same. same. You yeah. heard it here. It's, ca- <laughs> it's canon. Locusts are cicadas. cicadas. The end. Anyway, let's get into our episode oh before God. we get fucking scientist hate mail. We actually love science. I just want to point that yeah, out. Yeah, we're just real dumb. So real this dumb. is... This just is like not this science. Yeah, just not the science of bugs. Etymology. Is it Eta? Yeah. Wait, which... One of them is words. Etiology. Etymology. Etym- yeah. <laughs> Etymology is words and entomology is bugs, right? I just... Etymology. Etymology. Entomins. Yeah. Entomins is the science is of coffee cake. Is, is bugs. Okay. Entomins. Okay. So anyway, <clears throat> back to the real main event here. The playbook. This is season five, episode eight, the playbook. It first aired on November 16th, 2009. Fun fact about that date that I just looked up. That day, the search for Lorenzo von Matterhorn was like one of the fastest growing Google searches in the fucking country. The day that this episode aired. Really? Because you fucking know they put that shit up. They were so good at that. Um, all right, so the our writers, Baze and Thomas. Of course. Of course. I knew before I even watched the episode that it was gonna be them. It's like such a it's such a perfect episode, so well written, mm-hmm. so well paced. And of course, we've got Pam Fryman at the helm. So in our cold open, we first see Claire. The blonde lady at mm-hmm. the bar. And immediately I recognized her as Millie Gergich from Parks, Parks and Rec. And I was like, is that really her? Because 
I haven't watched this episode since probably since I've watched Parks and Rec, you know? Yeah. And so it's so many years apart. I didn't even look at her and say, I've seen you in How I Met Your Mother because it's like just one episode. And yeah. she's like, not that important, you know? You don't see her either. Yeah, not very much. Like, she's there, and she's, like, in with the group, but she's, like... She fit in well with the group, too. Yeah, yeah, with the harmonies and all that. She sings. Very cute, very cute. So, her name is Sarah Faye Wright. Yep. Um, we see her sitting at the bar. We know Barney's single again, and we're jumping right into some high-octane shenanigans. He has wasted... No time. Zero time. He is scuba-suited up <coughs> at the bar. And Lily walks up to the girl and says that, Barney is the biggest jerk in the world and not to talk to him. So we know that we are coming into the middle of a story. Classic Bays and Thomas. And she says that it is a long story. And we get this flashback of all the ways Barney has been, for lack of a better word, better word a total skank. Since, yeah. <laughs> since yeah. he and Robin broke up like, what, a week ago? Because Robin says we just broke up later on, but we don't know how long it's been. It, but we just. We just broke up. So it's it's less than a month. Yeah, it's soon. Yeah. This could be like the weekend after, for all we know. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he's been out, you know, trying out all kinds of new stuff. Robin keeps saying she's focused on her career. That's something that'll come back. Uh, we get the new term, Mil Swanka. Which, was it Ted that figured it out? Yeah. yeah. Mother, I'd like to sleep with and never call again. Very nice. Mill Swanka. And while Lily thinks he shouldn't be rushing into things, because of course she has an opinion about everything, mm-hmm. Barney wants to use his quote unquote thing. And there's this, you know, long euphemism. And it turns out it's not his penis. It's the playbook. The playbook, which plays such a huge role going forward from here. It's such a yeah. big part of the show. Um, so this is a really big runner that's that's introduced today. Do you want to talk about any of the plays in the playbook at all that they bring up? Um, yeah, I put some of them in there. So okay. if you want to walk us through that. Yeah. All of his scams, cons, hustles, hoodwinks, gambits, oh. flim flam, stratagems, and bamboozles. I love that rundown. <laughs> Me too. I, I think oh. I got all of them. Flim flam. Flim flam is such a good it's word. It's so good. It's so good. Um, but I love how elaborate some of these are. And also simple, like as with you see with the don't don't drink that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just really being a hero and Just, making Ted look like a rapist. <coughs> yeah. Um the Mrs. Din's fire is so creepy. Right. I'm trying to think like of a way where it wouldn't work out. <laughs> as Marshall says. Marshall is like curiously charmed by Barney's nonsense, but that's probably because he hasn't dated in ever. True. You know what I mean? It so he's sounds like, sounds like a grand adventure, but also like at what point do you reveal that you're a man? And why do you think that a college girl wouldn't be cool with that? Or is it just to spy on them? Which is very, very, creepy. very gross. Really gross. Very gross. Um, yeah, I wonder if Mrs. Stinsfire would stay in. I just love the name, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's and, so like, good. Him. Oh, yeah. I mean, Mrs. Doubtfire is, like, amazing. Fucking amazing. R.I.P. Robin Williams. Oh. Uh, and then, of course, we have the uh, Lorenzo Von Matterhorn, which he can't explain because it's he's got to go because it's his grand return to the stage. Mm, this is his opus. Mm-hmm. of This opus of the moment, basically. Yeah. So, you know, we know Barney's going to sleep with everyone that he meets and Robin's going to throw herself into her career. Yeah. Um, which means she's going to get married. Which means she's going to get married, which is exactly <laughs> what Marshall and Ted just keep teasing her again and again. 
And again, you know, you say you're going to focus on work and you're giving up on dating. And as soon as you do that, you're going to meet the love of your life. That definitely happened to me. Bitch, that happened to me. See? I was thinking that. I was like, I was planning because at the time I was working in a school. I had been, I had been divorced for almost a full year. And I was like, I have four weeks off. And I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write as much of my book as I can. I didn't write a fucking word that summer because I met Liz like the day, like the weekend before my four weeks off, and I saw her almost every single day for the next four weeks, and it was great. But it definitely happens as soon as you stop trying so hard, and like really focus on yourself, not pretend to focus on yourself. It fucking happens. It's true. And that happened with you and Chris? Yeah, for sure. I'd gone on like some really bad first dates. Remember Hot Coach Rob? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Isn't it like super awkward? That's when I ate the two foot long hot dogs. (laughs) Why did you eat two? Because he ordered for me, but I didn't know he was ordering for me because he didn't make it clear. He, I thought he was ordering for himself. No, I love. I thought he was very hungry. I eat twenty four inches of hot dogs. Anytime I eat a hot dog. Just watch. <laughs> Two-thirds of a yard is my favorite size of hot dog. Oh, my Don't God. Don't believe me. Just watch. <laughs> he gave me, I gave him a weird look because he had ordered, like, a heavy big meal. And then he ordered that. And I'm just like, all right. Like, all and right. Tubbo. <laughs> and then I ordered mine. And he looked at me. And I had to eat both. <sighs> You didn't have to eat both. I did. I it could have just both. it could have just been a ha ha ha. But that's why you weren't meant for each other, right? Yeah, I was just like, like <laughs> I'll just eat two hey, thirds of hey, a yard. Hey, twist my arm. <laughs> I had to eat two hot dogs, she says. We've seen we've seen you put them away. Oh my god, last week we were <clears throat> grilling uh hamburgers for dinner and we only had two buns. And I was just like, I'll eat this is triggering because in our house we always ran out of buns and it was like white bread hot dogs and hamburgers. And I was like, are we poor? <laughs> yeah. But I also kind of love a hot dog on a hamburger bun or bread. Oh, like split? Sp- yeah. On a, on a hamburger bun, yes. On, on bread, it's depressing. I also eat it. It's a hot dog. Oh, I, did I say I wouldn't eat it? No, it I'll is eat it. I'll just eat it. be sad. Yeah, I'll just eat it and name myself. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> but um, Jack was like, Mama, like, this is not even, like, a punishment for her. She just only wants to eat hot dogs because we yes. were doing, like, one hamburger. And one yeah, hamburger, yeah. You know? Oh, so good. Why do we love hot dogs so much? It's fucking crazy. Even at school when the kids have hot mm. dogs, I just want, they're, like. Straight out of that hot dog water. Mm-hmm. So good. Even with the whole wheat. I almost, I had a hot dog this weekend. I almost sent you a picture of it because I fried it in a frying pan oh. and it was so fucking good. And then I forgot because I was eating hot dogs. But anyway. I've had them for the last three weeks. I haven't sent you a picture, so I get it. <laughs> God damn it. Anyway, anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, this just like with Kate and I, um, she's going to meet the love of her life. Yeah. And they have receipts. You know, there's a girl that Marshall went to law school with who said she was just going to focus on her studies. Yep. Bam. Six months later, married. Yep. Then... Ted provides them with the story of Travis French Roy, who was a backup bartender who was only going to concentrate on its Star Trek fan fiction. <laughs> Six months later, married. married in Star Trek outfits. Yes. Amazing. Uh, then we have Matthew Blitz. Which is not the, the Blitz, we don't think. And that's right. something that we'll find out later. But maybe they knew somebody named Blitz and they've like used it a couple times. But Maybe before it, it became like the Blitz. The Blitz. 
I mean, we'll see when we get to the doublets if it's the same picture of the guy. We'll have to compare. But the internet does not believe it's the same, Matthew. That Blitz. is the same that I conclusion mm. I come to. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so Tana Marshall explained that doesn't. Well, first oh, of, so, wait. hang on, Matthew Blitz. It's just going to focus on his taxes. Just going to focus on his taxes. Ends up civil unioned and plan to get married pending the passage of legislation currently on the floor of the New York Senate. Because in two thousand nine, couldn't get married legally. Gay people couldn't get married. Happy Pride, which is so fucking crazy. It's wild that so much has changed in 12 years. And now it's federal law that I you know. can. It used to be state by state. Massachusetts leading the way. Crazy. Happy Pride. Speaking of Pride, we did skip something very important. Speaking of Subaru Bajas. What? Which was Robin saying her playbook oh, I had is a, a two-volume two set. set. And then Lily saying, yeah, I'm, I'm reading, reading it right now. now. And that means... Bisexual Lily! Yay! Just in time for Pride Month. Just in time for Pride Month. Well, we got talking about hot dogs. That's true. I got very distracted by wieners. (laughs) Could happen to anyone. Susan Baru. Susie. (laughs) Susie Baru. All right, keep keep going. I'm gonna look up if Susie Brews are. I know, like trade fucking try trademark that shit. Uh anyway, so. Um, I think it's just like a real person's name. Oh, Jack's home. I think it's just a real person's name. Oh. Susan Brew. <laughs> Guys, there's really someone named Susan no, Brew. No, no. There's so many Susan <gasps> Brews. Holy no. fucking hell. That is so funny to me. There's one in Massachusetts. Bitch, in New Bedford. And her literally, she goes by Sue Brew. These must be your children. There's no way one of those people is named Sue. Oh, she's right in all caps. She's definitely an old lady. Oh my or God. older. Get your life, Subaru. <laughs> Shout out to her. Shout out to Subaru in New Bedford, Massachusetts. Oh, Fucking love it. Love it. Anyway, let's get back. All right, sorry. Yeah. Let's get back on topic. Even Ted says there's no way he would be single if he wanted to be single. <laughs> right. So, all right. Right. Which is then Lily then says, all right, you're ready. So apparently she's had this woman waiting in the wings for him mm-hmm. for the past three years. A woman she works with named Shelly. And she loves a long play. She really does. She really loves a long she's play. She's a matchmaker now. Yeah, she's a matchmaker. Um, and I love that Ted asks, like, well, wait a minute. Why have I been waiting three years if she's perfect for me? Well, Teddy boy, it's because three years ago she was bringing Shelly down to meet you unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. And you were shoving chicken fingers, chicken tenders, what do they call them? Chicken fingers. Chicken fingers in his mouth. What? what did I How many do you think you could fit in your mouth? Well, it depends on what kind of chicken. Yeah. Like dino chicken nuggets? Are we talking like the actual? No, like, it would be the full tenders. I, I think that's what We should do that at like. McLaren. Yes. I mean. McGee's. McGee's. Yeah. We'll save, we'll save that for McGee's. I already wrote down chicken finger contest. Let's do it. Perfect. Either McGee's or a video coming soon. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we'll get a bunch of chicken fingers and do it. Well, we could do it both. We yeah, we could do both. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why deprive ourselves of a mouthful of soggy? <clears throat> Did you know, do you know who uh, Shelly is? <clears throat> I she looks familiar, and I really liked her in this episode. But no, I thought all the like the extra women did such a good job Agreed. this episode. Agreed. We'll get into he's not coming. I fucking love her. 
But anyway, tell me about Shelly. Um, it's Susan Sarandon's daughter. She has her face. That's yep. why she looks familiar. Yes. Um, Those big old eyes. So, yeah, it's Eva Mar- something Martino. Hmm. And Amari. It autocorrected, so I don't know what it is now. I think it's Amari. Hmm. Um, and so I was like, oh, she went to St. Anne's in Brooklyn. So I'm listening to this podcast, Nice White Parents. Oh, it's, it's like literally one sentence of St. Anne's about it. But, oh, um, it's a really rich, uh, bougie, yeah. bougie school. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so she's in, have you ever seen Saved? That's who she yeah. is. Yeah. Oh my God. Wow. Versatile. Right. She's great. I know. That was, she did such a good job this episode. Um, I agree. Um, and she was also in a ton oh of God. movies with her mom. Aw, right? Good for her. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but now he's ready. Mm-hmm. Now he's ready. But she tells Ted not to do anything stupid this time around. Don't fuck it <laughs> no up. No chicken fingers. Yeah. No chicken fingers. And Ted promises, but he doesn't even get the opportunity because Shelly stands him up. Yeah. God damn it, Shelly. I literally um, wrote God damn it, Shelly in my notes. Yeah. Because Shelly fell. For the fucking Lorenzo von Matterhorn. I cannot even. And we don't know. We didn't know what the Lorenzo von Matterhorn was. But as soon as Shelly says, I met this great guy. And she's like, you met him at McLaren's? Oh, I fucking know who this amazing guy is. There's never been an amazing guy walk into fucking (laughs) McLaren's of all places. That's exactly the look she gives her. She was like, "Mm -hmm." okay. So that's why Lily is mad. So we've like caught up somewhat to to present day now because this has all been flashbacks as we remember of them telling of lily telling claire what the f is going on and you forget that yeah yeah you forget that this has all been flashbacks because it's a carter and craig episode and they're fucking great it's seamless it's like holy shit we're back in the present day so claire's all up in the story now she's sitting in the booth with them it's very cute um she fits in. Yeah, She's like she fits like in one of the gang, and we jump right back into the flashbacks of Lily confronting Barney at his apartment. But he can't even be sorry that this this woman was quote unquote for Ted, even though he knew. We find out later that he fucking knew, and yeah, he's just jazzed because he actually pulled off the Lorenzo von Matterhorn, and which is pretty impressive. I mean, the the work. Yeah, yeah, the so labor. He, he likes a long play. Yes, too. he loves yeah. a long play. That's why they're they're diabolical mm-hmm. when they're together. When mm-hmm. they're when their powers combine, which is Love rare, it. it's 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 always great. So uh we get to find out what the Lorenzo von Matternord is, and in this the format of like it reminds me of like a 50s how-to video, yeah. right? Like where the Ding. narrator's talking to the person on the screen and the person on the screen's like breaking the fourth wall and doing yeah. the thumbs up yeah but not there? talking good yeah like not talking um <clears throat> so we find out that you have to build a series of fake websites oh. with your fake name um and it has to be very specific because it has to come up in the google, google in search. google yeah right. so can't be anything. seo is important when you're building <laughs> when you're building a fake persona um and then you want to find a girl with a smartphone because in 2009, there were some late adopters, right? Yeah, there were people sure. that were still rocking that that Nokia. Um, holding on to it hard. Yeah, holding on to it hard. Or And so he needed someone with like an iPhone. Were iPhones a thing in 2009? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, had, I had one when I met Chris and I had one even before that. I think I got my first, I had the first one. 
Kristen believes I I definitely didn't have a smartphone yet. I didn't get a smartphone until 2013. Wow. I remember. Oh my god. Because it was when I got divorced, and I was like. I'm, I'm getting doing a new it. fucking phone. And it was the green. Yes, the green. 5C. Yeah. I remember talking to you about you Gorgeous. getting it. It was such a big deal. It was such a it big was, deal. I feel like it changed. It was like revolutionized like just. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Had the fucking dating apps on it. Come on. It was it was great. The GIFs or GIFs, however you say it. Oh, alone. Alone. Caitlin and I used to send each other GIFs all day on each other's birthdays. Like. Uh-huh. All fucking day. But now we've both seen all, all of them. them. Yeah. So but back then, back then, oh, it, it was, was new and exciting. It was the best. And we would save up like I had like a little folder. Oh, yeah. For, like, yeah. From the year. I'm like, this is fucking. Oh, yeah. Great. I can't wait to send this. The most better. disgusting, horrible gifts. It was great. Um. So anyway, so he creates this whole persona. He goes and he sees Shelly waiting at the bar, or sitting at the bar. Um. Did Ted get there an hour early? Didn't he say he got there an hour early? She got there. An she hour. got there an hour. Yeah. Early. But fucking why? Anyway. Why an hour? I know. So she's at the bar looking at her smartphone. So Barney's like, bam, target acquired. Even though he knew this whole time. The whole time. Who he was going to pick and all that. Um, and he pulls this thing where he acts like he's really famous and that she's going to know who he is. But then he's like so magically refreshed by her ignorance, you know? Yeah. But he makes sure to drop. I really don't know who I am. Yeah. That's what, how refreshing. But then he like, <laughs> make sure to drop, you know, two T's in that last name Smelled on the like way out. like it sounds. Lorenzo. <laughs> so, Von Matterhorn. Two T's. And we get this. She, he leaves and she's like, oh my God, did I just meet someone famous? Which is what all of us would do. And looks him up. And there's all of these, you know, 2009 looking websites. Ridiculous stories. Did you ever pause and read any of them? <laughs> oh my God. They're just fucking stupid. The best I'm one so was for sure the penis reduction <laughs> surgery, how it wasn't possible. Yeah. <sighs> they said the, one of the lines that said something about like they liken it to a tree trunk. Oh my fucking and I God. I feel like only, so I listened to Dax Shepard's Armchair Expert yeah. podcast and he talks a lot about how. He's so obsessed with male bodies and how men only really care about like muscly men. But I feel like I don't know. Maybe correct me if I'm wrong. I don't. And I don't speak for all women. I don't women, know if but I like, can. Like I feel like nobody cares about your penis size or how big it is or like nobody fucking cares, Barney. Yeah, right. Except like that's maybe male, other dudes. Would, yeah, it's like, a very internal. It. That's a very internal concern. But I mean. And, like, and he's projecting it. Yeah. Like, I don't know what women care. are like looking for a tree trunk because like, that has to go inside her body. Yeah, exactly. Right. Barney, or that's mouth. Kind of, like, like, that's the kind, if that's the kind of woman that you're looking for, right? Like, she's going to put that in into her, her, her person. Her person. <laughs> that's, I don't want that. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, off track. So, Lily says that. You know, Shelly's so sad that this was, you know, that this has fallen apart. Her heart's broken. And Marshall's like, I mean, Barney's like, why is she sad? Lorenzo's balloon won't disappear (laughs) for another week. For another week over the Arctic. (sighs) I love him so much. He's so good. And turns out Lily told her, obviously. And she's like, you're a fucking idiot, basically. The scene between the two of them, like, going back and forth, it was all a lie. It was so, so good. Lies. Yeah, except for the finishing third and laser tag, which I love that he didn't change it to first. He has too much integrity to lie about, about laser, laser tag. tag. Yeah. Um, And I just said here that Shelly is, is just so good. And 
Oh, but he did lie about it being at the Vatican, which is... <laughs> he won't change his, his rank, but he will change where, where? The, where the battle was waged. Make it more impressive. Um, and then we also learned that he had basically a B-plot of Julio von Matterhorn, yeah, the, the twin, twin brother. brother. He does twins a lot. <sighs> Which again, like I Warney. said to Chris, like... Oh, I said, Doesn't like, even try. I don't understand like the twin or like the sister fantasy. Like, I don't want to... Oh, well, that's like, separate. I mean, that's like that's like the twin sisters But together. like she's like thinking that... He's thinking that like the woman would want to be with the twin. Well, because twins are the same person, Caitlin. <laughs> Ident, same, ickle person. That's me slapping my forehead. Barney's fucking dumb. <laughs> um, uh. Yeah, so... Uh, and speaking of dumb, like if these girls are dumb enough to fall for it, then yeah. serves them right. Yeah, that's right. That's Wait, what Robin Snassa? says. Snassa is my fucking legendary moment. The smoon. Well, when you know. What happened to the smoon? <laughs> wow, the smoon. Like, all the girls in this are so fucking good. <laughs> oh. That is literally oh, that's my favorite part of the whole episode. I think of so I think of the moon and stuff. <laughs> the moon and stuff. Literally, I think of Snassa like bi-weekly. For Do some you? reason, yeah, Snassa and Smoon comes into my brain and I just chuckle about it. Like this is something that has stuck with me from the show. Anytime I see Sna- NASA, I think of Snassa. When I look at the moon, you think smoon? I think Smoon. This show is fucking a worm in my brain. So for the last twelve years, yeah, that's fine. Oh my god! Oh, oh man, you're a smoron. It's yeah. also another great line. But oh, also the penis that grants wishes. <laughs> Did we get to that part yet? <laughs> no. Oh, all right. Uh, but yeah, so uh, back at the Lorenzo confrontation, Lily tells him that like. He, like, can't use any more of these cheap tricks. <laughs> there are no cheap tricks. Even the one that is the, <laughs> the cheap, cheap trick. trick. And that's a... The last time we heard cheap trick, I think, was back in season one with the pineapple incident, wow. right? Yeah. When he calls Robin, hey, it's me again, when Ted plays cheap trick on the... That's right. On the jukebox. What a good episode. I kind of want to watch the pineapple incident. Anyway, go ahead. <clears throat> anyway, yes. Um, but Barney, like, shoes her out because he has to get ready for his he's not coming. <laughs> Which is basically you find a woman who's on her own and you go up and tell her he's not coming until you find someone who is waiting for somebody. Because... As in Sleepless in Seattle, and probably because of Sleepless in Seattle. That's where you go to meet. A lot of people choose the Empire State Building as a place to meet. Do they really? Maybe. I think it's like a myth, like a mythical thing. I'm not sure. Um, I know like the Brooklyn Bridge can be one too. From Sex and the City, that's one of them. I feel like those are just like landmarks that are easy to find. Yeah, so it's like... If you love me, meet. Let's meet there. Let's Start meet our at lives. Grand Central Station. Start our lives together. You know. Yeah. 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 I guess. So I don't know. I don't know if it's a real thing, but it's in in the <clears throat> in movie and TV. It yeah. is a thing. It's definitely a thing. That's true. That's true. Um, 
<clears throat> and so we get to see Barney in uh, action <laughs> doing the he is not coming. And he finally finds this woman. And she just like looks like a soap opera actress. Yeah. Like yeah. her eyes are like heavy and thick with tears yeah. that haven't fallen yet. <gasps> yeah. What do you mean? He's not coming. I'm such a fool. Yeah, yeah. And she like throws herself at him. But you gotta like... Uh, I don't think this is ever, he's ever done this one before. I think this would literally never work. And no wonder it's a plant. Yeah. So it's really just Lily and and Barney just waging quiet war on each other. And it's Truly. amazing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> oh, I was back at the apartment. I'm like, oh, uh, by the way. Who is doing this to her? Like, why does she look like this? Why does her hair look like the robin and the hair and just everything is like and like the baggy sweater? Like, is she is she pregnant this season? I don't know, maybe. But even just her hair, because yeah, her hair is not it. I do like I do like at least one of her shirts later this season. Like the green gingham one, cut out. Yeah, but I do remember it because this shirt we will see it again. Like there are some things that they they call attention to yeah them, they'll so like you know. call back so maybe yeah. like it needed to be like a weird fucking shirt and it needed to be like why yeah yeah so All we'd right. remember it well played well played well played yeah um <clears throat> uh, anyway so yeah so back at the apartment everyone's kind of hanging out and robin's going out to get the paper <laughs> all right more like going to get a husband <laughs> all right um and marshall likens it to Trying to find frozen waffles in the freezer. Do you know how many times he's looked for frozen waffles in the freezer and hasn't been able to find them? Thousands. Millions. Millions. <laughs> so fucking cute. Hey, Amen, dude. Little... Oh, I love a frozen waffle. That's all I keep thinking about. Just an ego. Yeah. Yeah, not even homemade. No. Fucking ego. Ego. That's all I want. <sighs> Round one. So fucking good. Um, I also love, I love the way that Ted and Marshall are being with Robin because to me, it, it almost feels like, it feels like they're comforting her, yeah. but in a way that like Robin can Except. Meta- metabolize, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just like, yeah, sure, Robin, go ahead and focus on your career. Don't worry. You're going to be okay. Like yeah. you're going to find somebody. You're, gonna, you're totally going to get You're married. about to get, yeah, you're about to fall <laughs> in love. Check the wedding announcements for <laughs> yours. <laughs> so fucking cute i know they were just yeah like sweet and playful with her yeah because you can see through i don't i hadn't we haven't talked about it but like you can see how uncomfortable she is every time barney's talking she's around and she's not around a whole whole lot yeah a lot of her reactions right and we'll talk about her in a few episodes with one of my favorite fucking episodes this season zoo falls yes absolutely (laughs) zoo falls um, one of my f- absolute favorites is coming. Um, of course, is the name of the episode. Of course, of course. Um, and so we'll talk about that later. But I remember when we when I got to that episode the first time, I hadn't realized how uncomfortable and sort of absent Robin was mm-hmm. at this period. So yeah. it's good to watch it again, especially the parts that are going to be, be more called back to later. Yeah. Before Robin can even run out the door, Barney comes in because there's an emergency. And it turns out the playbook is gone. And of yeah. course, it's really just a case of Aldrin justice. That's what I wrote. Yeah. And she even tells him, like, you can have it back. Like, um, if you do, like, you have to give up all your flim flams or whatever. Or I'm posting on the internet. Like, where she has that, that threat. You have to do this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or I'll expose you. <clears throat> right. And 
I will oh, say okay. this before, because the, the frozen waffles moment, like the frozen waffles theory, basically, made me realize just like how much I love when Carter and Craig are writing an episode, because I feel like other people who aren't them and who aren't regular writers on the show, I think they have a hard time writing Marshall and mm. maybe not so much Lily, because Lily has a very clear pov of like morality and all this stuff but i feel like marshall sometimes gets lost Mm. and so just like the whole frozen waffles bit was just so fucking perfect yeah and then at the end him being like also could you pick me up some frozen waffles like and frozen waffles in this case are frozen waffles waffles. yeah so he just like had like such a nice just a good moment there and i was like i just love the way that carter and craig write marshall i feel Mm. like they really fucking they know get him you know where some other people might just make him goofy. goofy. Yeah. He's which he does well, but there's also this he has the softer, more serious. Yeah. The advice side yeah. and all of that. So, I think they do a nice job of mixing that all together. So, <clears throat> so yeah, so Lily has the playbook. The whole dun, thing, dun, dun. yeah, the whole mm. Empire State Building thing was a ruse. Uh she has an actress friend that she hired to <laughs> basically fuck with Barney and steal the playbook. Um, And while they're sitting there looking, Marshall's looking through it and apparently, or Ted's looking through it. Right. And there is a Robin is looking through it. And was it Robin? And she shows it to him. Okay. So Robin is looking through the playbook, which must be super fun for her. And I'm wondering which ones he's used on her. (sighs) Good call. Good fucking call. And um, she comes across the Ted Mosby, which is Barney suited down in a plaid shirt. I mean, he's literally wearing like something out of the Ted Mosby Probably wardrobe. Ted's clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like from the costume department, the plaid shirt, the graphic tee, the must hair, and the fucking engagement ring. Who like left at the altar? <laughs> like just so fucking perfect. But of course, Ted's intrigued, and I love his sweater. This is one of my favorite Ted Mosby looks. The stripes? The green yeah. and gray. I called it a Slytherin sweater. Yes. He looks so fucking good in that. Um, we also see the My Penis Grants wishes. So fucking <laughs> stupid. Um, it's, no mis- it's not as well thought. I thought it goes, uh, when What's Her Face says, Claire says, what happens next? And then Ted's like, the furniture comes to life. Yes. And he dances around and Marshall's like, it's not as well thought out. It's mis- yeah, it's no Mrs. Stinfire. So it's like. And it sounds like it's a combination of like Aladdin and but then also Beauty, Beauty and the Beast. Beast. Like yeah. He clearly doesn't know. He's so fucking stupid. So. The furniture comes to life. When did you write this, Barney? So. How many sandwiches? So at that point, Barney leaves because he's pissed at them um, mm-hmm. and returns in the scuba costume. And now he's going to do the scuba diver. But the problem is. He makes he makes sure to say one of the plays from the playbook, the scuba diver. That's what I'm going to do now down at McLaren's because he knows that's going to get them he intrigued. Knows them. He knows them. This is season five. But it turns out there is no scuba man. Scuba diver? Scuba there diver. is no scuba man. I kept man. calling it the scuba suit. <laughs> there is no scuba diver in the playbook. So what the hell is going on? So they go to confront Barney to find out what the hell it is. And now we are fully caught up to present day. Uh, we find out that Claire is going to be the target and that is when Lily goes up to her and is like, he's a piece of shit, but he's also my best friend. And we get, again, 
throughout their relationship, Barney would say that Robin was cool with things that she was very clearly not cool with. Like, he just didn't listen to her. Yeah. And, you know, that goes to the whole being canceled out kind of feeling that they were both getting. And so here we see it again. You know, Robin should be mad about the playbook, but she loves it. And she very clearly says that she doesn't love it. And this is when... This is when I turn on Barney. I fucking hate the scuba diver play. I think this was really, really fucking mean. I think it was probably part serious, though. <sighs> like, I think it, I think he... I, I don't think, think he used his real emotions... In a, in a manipulative way. It's for him. I know, but it's so hurtful to Robin. Because he can say the thing he needs to say to Robin. But then also act like it was just a joke. Yeah. Oh, I hated it, though, this time. I used to love this episode end to end. Like, well, that was genius. But now that I'm like... But I wonder if in the play, right, just says, like, say something that was revealing, but yeah, maybe about he didn't your... know what was going to come Well, up. yes, he said... Because he thought she liked it. Yeah, do your deep-seated insecurities. To me... It is, it's fucking mean. It it's mean. It it's mean, right? Like, if you cared about her at all... Especially knowing what we know. Well, she literally just said we just broke up, and then knowing what we know, like, from later episodes, like, she she is upset. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, going back to what you said about, like, Barney being canceled. What about Robin being fucking canceled out? Like they don't yeah, talk about that. They exactly. Don't talk about fucking Barney, Barney being not canceled being... out. But what? A... Yeah, we heard. I mean, we heard it this whole Robin time for what she was doing to Barney is what Ted said. Right. But we will Sorry. find out more about how Robin felt well, in the relationship. I just meant more from like the outside. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like from Ted. Well, yeah, Ted's, Ted's a Ted. Ted's Ted. Yeah. So. um yeah, so she's like, we just broke up. Like, we just broke up. Um, so that's the most that she'll say. And um, so now we're all we're all caught up. And Claire's like, well, what the hell is the scuba diver? And Marshall's like, it's killing us, Claire. We don't know what it's killing us. So they all want to know. So they go over there and basically fall right into his trap. He has this whole story that he starts talking, starts sharing about bomb-sniffing dolphins, which I love. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Marshall was really interested in whatever that was and was totally buying it. I was. I was like, yeah, right? Yeah, yes, to- yes. sounds good. Sounds plausible. But then he gets all vulnerable and he apologizes. I know. And I, it just was really mean. I think it was really mean. Especially when Robin says, like, it's been really hard on me too. And he just, like, talks over her. Yeah. And just like, oh, shit. So. Oh, yeah. He talk- I mean, he talked over her earlier when he was like, when she was like, we just broke up. He was like. Oh, shit, she's leaving. Like, I have to... Whatever. I gotta try and get my dick wet. Yeah, exactly. And again, this is... This is a routine thing that happens with Barney and Robin, is even when they're not together, she tries to be vulnerable, and he ignores her. Yeah. Yeah, he, like, just completely steamrolls her. Um, We'll see it again in Subway Wars, and that's another one that's upsetting. So... Marshall and Ted are at it again, talking about how she's going to get, she's so going about to get married. Yeah. And I love the line of her saying, I will bang your heads together like, like coconuts. coconuts. <laughs> so cute. But she does look so sad. She looks and really like so sad. run down. It's really sad. Was it Marshall's like, got to see if my tuck still fits or something? Yeah, like yeah. I got to work on my speech when yeah. Ted says that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but then everything turns and then the plan has worked out where Lily is actually... Talking him up. Yeah, talking him up. And everybody's kind of, you know, pulling a 
give him your number. Yeah, yeah, sort yeah. Sort of thing, right? Give him your number. And, um, <gasps> yeah, and she agrees. I love that. <laughs> give him your number. What? God, that give would... him. And he starts it himself. Oh, I God. know. <sighs> That's season one. Yeah. It was Ted's birthday. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, so Claire agrees to go out for some coffee with him because, you know, why not? Mm-hmm. What's a cup of coffee cost anyway? $50? $50. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lorenzo. Oh, Lorenzo. Um, and so we get to see them exit mm-hmm. the bar. And just as they leave, Lily gets a text message and it says to look under the table. And so she looks under the table and finds a manila envelope. And in it is a page from the playbook and it is the scuba diver and Ted grabs it and it basically details exactly what happened. Yeah, exactly. Like he even names the meddlesome friend to Lily. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, from soup to nuts, from, um, talking about, um, you know, the coworker. So she gets so pissed. So Mm -hmm. then she finds a way to steal it. He knew she was going to take it. Yeah. Because Aldrin justice. Yeah. Aldrin justice. Um, and saying something about your deep seated insecurities and to get, you know, then your friends to rally for you and get the girl to go Boom. out with you. Hated and it. it is on wink. Hated it. I did not th- I I did not expect to have such a strong reaction Reaction's? to it. But I think maybe I just like on my rewatches I don't really watch this one very much. I it's not like a favorite, so I don't like go back to it. So maybe I just haven't I haven't watched it in, in a couple of years, For if me, not more. I just find myself amazed at like how the story unfolds. Yeah. Oh, the, that, the, the actual construction of the episode is amazing. I never really thought about him being that awful to Robin. Yeah. I don't like that part of it yeah. at all. That's not cool, dude. Ugh. But I mean, yes, the, ex, the, the episode's written and mm. crafted beautifully. The idea that he has is amazing. It's almost like, like it's incredible. It's like a Twilight Zone episode where you're just like, what? Mm, the calls right, from inside. Right, right. right. Like, like the, the the play was already written. Yeah. It's been sitting under the booth the yeah. entire time that yeah. you were sitting there. It's fucking wild. Right. So. Minus being an asshole. Yeah. So, yeah. So. At the bar, we have Marshall, Ted, and Robin hanging out, just and they're just continuing just to, you know, give her a hard time. And she's like, you know, I got to go to work. Like, you mean you're going to go meet your husband because you're going to get married? She's like, no, like, I'm, I'm going to go to work. Hmm. Um, but, you know, as teacher Ted tells us, he goes, it was, you know, also ironically, the same day she met her new coworker, Don. And you see the camera zoom in on her, and she just goes, Damn it, Marshall. Aww. Wearing some green. So, yeah, green is her color. It's a green shirt that I like later. It's like that green gingham mm. number. Yeah, that's right. You were saying that. Yeah. Green is the color of love. Is Don Robbins' future husband? Mm, yeah. Future Ted says, ironically. Ironically, this is the day, day she met Don. So it's a day that they remember. And we have the we have the the facts, right? Six months, boom, married. married. So we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen. What's going to happen six months from now? Dun, dun, dun. We know, but we won't tell. Yeah, no spoilers. So what did you think of the playbook, Caitlin? I think it's delightful. Yeah. Well written. I just remember just, again, like, like I said, just being super amazed by how it's just, how it all plays out. 
It's yeah. just absolutely amazing to watch it unfold. But I really, oh, I thought you. Just, no, okay. no. Um, I, I just now I just feel really sad about Robin. Robin. The good news is things are going to look up for Robin, and that there will also be. This isn't really a spoiler, but there will be some sweet justice <laughs> in the form of a very wonderful guest star coming down the pike. So that's good. Um, for me, yeah, I, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I was having a great time watching it. It's so funny and fast and well-structured and everything. And then I understand why he did what he did because yeah. he's just like, be vulnerable. And when he's, anytime he has to fake being vulnerable, it's never fake. Mm. But because of that, it's often manipulative because yeah. he's being vulnerable for a reason. And I think that's, that's the hard thing about narcissists to be to be frank, is that their vulnerability is real, but they fucking weaponize it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's real feelings and it's real things they feel, and it's like, you see them for who they are for a second, but it's always for a reason, like, for a purpose. It's so fucked up. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, that, like, I didn't love that, mm. but I think that it's, it doesn't feel out of character, it doesn't feel, there's nothing that feels like this shouldn't have happened, yeah. but I was like, I'm kind of surprised at how upset I felt about it. And maybe a piece of it, like we were saying off camera or off tape is that we kind of know what's coming. Yeah. And so, so yeah. Um, so yeah, what is, all right, let's get into these legendary moments before we share our own. And just remember that patrons get theirs read in their entirety. All right, first up, we have Dennis, and Dennis says, Hello, friends. This episode is certainly an iconic one, considering how iconic the playbook is. Yes, absolutely. Um, I don't have much to say for a legendary moment, except for Barney introducing the playbook. I would say either that or when Barney reveals to the gang that the setup Lily that he set up Lily for the scuba diver play. Man, Barney should get on an NFL coaching staff with the things thought out that much. Bill Belichick type thinking. <laughs> Or is Lily the Bill Belichick stealing someone's playbook? But um, shh. Oh. Oh. My wife is going to hate that because she is a huge Patriots fan. <laughs> but she doesn't listen to this show, so that's fine. Oh. I also just wanted to say I swore into the Navy recently. Oh, oh. nice. So on September 20th, I won't be able to listen to you guys for a while, but I'll miss you. Hey, but the good news is, Dennis, you're going to have a whole buttload of episodes to listen to a when you get back. Buttload. And sometimes that's better than waiting every two weeks. Yeah. Um, Agreed. I also invited Neil Patrick Harris to my wedding on August 21st. Think he'll show? Truly yours, Dennis. Ooh, well, I hope so. Let us know if he does. Mayhaps. Mayhaps. I accidentally deleted the comment. Can you... Can you undo it and it goes back? Or is uh, it? Yes. Did it do it? No. What just happened? What did go back? Um, The rough patch. Oh, I see. All right. Um, Let me go in and get it. I'll read Adam's instead. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Next up is Adam. Adam writes, God, do I love this episode so much. I have a copy of the playbook and I even ran a couple of plays just to try them out. I love that Barney, up to his old, I, we need more information yeah, Adam, about that. Yeah, Adam, we Come need on. to know. Please tell me it wasn't the penis granting wishes. Chris and I tried that one out last week. Hey, <laughs> And let, let us know if um, any of them worked. 
Yeah, I, we need more information. Yeah, for sure. Um, I love that Barney's up to his old tactics, and Red, uh, Ted and Marshall keep telling Robin she's about to find her soulmate. It's so mm. great. My legendary moment has got to be the scuba diver play. It's so genius. Stay safe, your friend, Adam. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, Adam. Okay, next up is Jeff, and Jeff says, Hi, K&K. I hope you're both doing well. My legmo for the playbook is just the diabolicalness of it all. Barney is one step ahead of everyone, and it makes for a great episode told in classic Himian fashion. I also love the circle gets the square. Yeah. Best, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. Next is Tish. Tish writes, hey, beautiful ladies. After watching this episode for the first time, I actually went out and bought the play- the playbook and the bro code. Oh, nice. I'm pretty sure I still have them somewhere in my childhood home. My legendary moment is Barney walking us through all the plays. Honorable mention to Claire helping out the the harmony for the hell no. <laughs> yeah. Tish. Shout out to mm. Claire. All right, next up is David, and David says, what a legendary episode. Major legmo to the existence of the playbook, of course. The fact that Barney wrote a book for all of his flimflams is just impressive. Also legmo to things people say just before they find the love of their life. I really need to start saying those. Legmo to one of Barney's lies being that he got a third in the laser tag <laughs> tournament at the Vatican. But come on, at that point, girls should have known something was up. <laughs> Right. Like Robin said, if you're, you're dumb enough to fall for it, you deserve it. Yeah, you're a smoron. Yeah, you're a fucking smoron. Uh, Legmo to having a stratagem doing the Ted Mosby, I got left at the altar move, which we found out does work. <laughs> and last of all, Legmo to Barney for creating a convoluted gambit using all of his friends, the playbook itself, and Lily's penchant for meddling in order to land a woman while wearing a full freaking scuba suit. That must have been so hot yeah, filming in that. In the middle of an underground New York bar. Oof. Good one, David. Thanks, David. Oh, yeah, because the French one's last. <laughs> Next, we have Nina, who is a new listener. Yay, Nina. Yay, Nina. And this is her first legendary moment. So she writes, hey, k and I'm a relatively new fan to your podcast. You gals are the best. Aww. I didn't realize how many Himium fans are out there who know every word to every episode like I do. Aww. And appreciate all the amazing runners in the entire show. That's so great. I'm so you glad know. you found us. So being that this is my first email with Legmos, please bear with me. The playbook is in my top five of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then uh, Nina then lists her uh, mm-hmm. different quotes. She says she's got the one about the playbook. It's kind of big, surprisingly heavy, kind of leathery. And it's black. <laughs> Sorry, sweetie, you're a smoron. <laughs> Mill swankas. Yeah. And then the exchange with Ted and Barney, where Ted figures out and Barney says, circle gets a square. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, a genie comes out of it? Only if you rub it hard enough. Jesus. Which is just wow. Yeah. Uh, cheap tricks. Not one of these is a cheap trick. Ex- well, except for the cheap trick. Mm-hmm. Not to mention Julio Van Matterhorn, Lorenzo's twin brother. Um, of course, that explains her impeccable diction and her sluttiness. <laughs> That's the actress, yeah. The actress, yeah. I'll stop here as I could keep going. Love you too. Thank you for what you do. I need to order some cookies from your gal Rachel now. Yay! So, Nina. Yes, Nina, go and order some cookies. And don't forget our code, HBFAM. 25% off. Okay, last but not least is our friend Cecile. And Cecile says, hey girls, it's been a long time, but I've never stopped following and listening to you. I wanted to give my legmo for this episode, which is hilarious from the beginning to almost the end. I give the LG prize to Mrs. The legmo prize to Mrs. Stinfire. 
I have a weird feeling about this episode because even if it's hilarious and it's all around Barney, the end makes me kind of sad for Robin. Same, says you. Mm. But also, I don't like that Barney winks at the end and proves that he is a real jerk because it means that everything was planned, even the emotional speech, which makes Robin feel a little less sad. I like to think that, in fact, Barney is a really good person underneath his appearance, but in this episode, he is just hurting Robin so bad. Barney is a typical French guy. <laughs> oh, burn. And then she says, Restez génial et merveilleuse, Cécile, which means stay nice and marvelous. Aww. Thank you so much, Cécile. Okay, Caitlin, what is your legendary moment? I had a couple. Like, I love when Marshall says millions. Like just like little like yeah, things. Yeah. Um I but really I think it's just like the writing and the execution, the overall, mm. like just how it the story unfolds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh it's Snassa <laughs> and the Smoon for me and Smoron. Like that whole it's fucking thing. It's the Smoon for it's me. It's the Smoon for me, for sure. Um, so that yeah, that that takes the cake for me. So thank you for listening, everybody. Is it really Slapsgiving 2 next it time? It really is. Ah! I don't know how. <gasps> Y'all, we're about to meet Lily's dad. We're about to meet Lily's fucking dad. Get into it. Oh. Can't fucking wait. Um, oh, such a good episode. So good. So make sure you send in your legendary moment to heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com. Put Slapsgiving 2 in the title so I don't lose it. Thanks, as always, to Rachel's Cookies and Treats for being our sponsor. And if you listened all the way to the end, you love our podcast and you should leave us a review. That's true. On Apple Podcasts. We need more. Um, Also, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you're listening so you never miss one of our recaps. And we hope you'll come back next episode. Because it's going to be legend. Wait for it. This has been Hey Beautiful with your hosts, Kate Gorton and Caitlin Turner. Our intro-outro music is by Owl Ong.